What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hog Sports coming to you from Hog Sports Studio. Arkansas just lost 63 to 60 to Indiana in Bloomington. Interesting finish to the game. Interesting stretch there for, for Arkansas the last seven minutes or so. Uh, we're going to talk about that baseball game, recruiting. Jan- Danny West is going to join us. All happening on Hog Sports Live. My thoughts just initially. You know, I hate to keep harping on on Gabe Bosaboy, and I'm not going to just put it all on him there, but Jack in that three-pointer with 8.22 left, Indiana had just taken the lead in the game, and Gabe Jack's a contested three-pointer, and from there on out, you only have one more field goal. Reggie Chaney hits the last field goal. Chaney wasn't even in the game at the end, you know, and you had Gabe missed a couple of free throws. I just – I've said before, Gabe does a lot of good things for you. I mean – Let's bring up the stats real quick, actually. Gabe pays 27 minutes. He's got three points, 0 of 3 from three-point range. Is that right? 0 of 3. He shot three three-pointers. 1 of 4 from the free-throw line. Missed two critical free, uh, free-throws there at the end. Six rebounds. Um, you know, I don't mean to just harp on him, but because it's not his fault that he's in the game at the end. He doesn't have a lot of offense. And there are statistics, and I don't have them in front of me, that show, you know, when he's shoot, shooting a three-pointer, bad things tend to happen afterwards. And in this particular case, you go six minutes and 58 seconds without a field goal. Uh, so it was it was just a really tough end. And for me personally, I like the way that Arkansas has been playing in the NIT. And I think this was a game that did mean something. You know, I don't think this is a just your regular NIT game. Like Providence didn't look like they really showed up to the game. But I thought Arkansas and Indiana both played hard. So for some of the positives, uh, Indiana, first of all, has a, a better team without Arkansas having Daniel Gafford. But I just like the what some of the things that Arkansas did. I didn't like the end of the game. I didn't like, um, you know, you got 6.1 seconds left and they inbounds to Jalen Harris and – for a second there, he looked like he didn't know what to do with the ball. He just kind of looked around like, did you have something drawn up? Was was there was it supposed to go to somebody? I mean, and then shoots it way too early and, and has to heave a three-pointer. Jalen's not the guy that you want shooting the ball at the end of the game. Uh, you know, again, he does a lot of good things. That's not what you want out of Jalen Harris. So, a disappointing end, but I thought for the most part they fought really hard. Um, there's just a few things here and there, man. I mean, Gabe stopped shooting three-pointers. I mean – Stop shooting three-pointers. You know, it's not his fault that he got to the line. He got the rebound there and got fouled, but got to knock down the the free throws. Arkansas has to become a better free-throw shooting team next season. There's no question about that. Out-rebounded, not too dramatically out-rebounded. Won the turnover battle by a little bit. I mean, they were right there till the end. It's just that that last stretch at the end of the game. Um, So right before I bring Danny in, I want to go ahead and encourage everybody to start asking questions. If you haven't asked questions, uh, throw us a like, share, follow. There are many different ways to to listen or watch this. Obviously, we're on Facebook Live now. Uh, You can can watch this on YouTube. I always upload it to YouTube later. You can subscribe to Hog Sports uh, on, uh, I believe it's under Hog Sports Live, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. uh, A lot of different opportunities to tune into this show later for your listening or viewing enjoyment let's go ahead and bring danny in danny did you watch this game i watched it what'd you think well i think uh i think it was not a postseason game for this past season i think it was more of a preseason game for next year yeah you know i mean the the points in the paint that's the first thing that stands out to me 30 oh, yeah. to 10 30 to 10 i think that's a 
That's just a glimpse of what you've got ahead of you if you don't somehow go out and find some big men to come in and help replace Dan Gafford. That's just my biggest takeaway from it. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, where really was... enjoyed the crowd there, man. That was oh, yeah. impressive. I thought so, too. Game. The pace. Thought, it looked know, like they a changed great up the rules a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they changed the uh, shot clock a little bit. I thought the pace was, was good. But outside of that, yeah, it's just the inside presence was not there. Where was... Where was Reggie Chaney at the end of the game? Where was Ethan Henderson? You know, Ethan's played a pretty decent role the other night, but not in the game. Good questions there, Trey. I mean, how do you miss a wide-open layup with a few seconds left in the game and then go up there and miss a couple of free throws? Um, Of course, we're talking about Adrio Bailey and and Gabe there. So, I don't know. I don't get it either, bud. I wish I had a better answer for you. They've got to find they've got to find some help down low. I mean, just looking at the box score, obviously Desi Sills played his heart out. First of all, five oh, fouls, fouled out a little too early. Finished with eighteen points, six of eleven shooting, four of six from downtown. You know, even during that stretch uh, in the first half, where Arkansas, where they go on an eight-two stretch there, uh, he missed two. He missed two, his two shots that he or two of his shots that he missed were uh, uh, missed layups, and then he he knocked down a three-pointer, but. I, I kind of go back, Danny, to that point where there's 8.22 left and Gabe shoots a contested three-pointer, one of his three three-pointers in in the game. And then what happens from there on out? Reggie Chaney has a bucket, and then Arkansas doesn't score from the floor the rest of the way. Yeah. You know? Or they might have scored there at the end from the floor. I don't. I, don't, I can't remember. But um, just, a, just a, a really tough ending. And, again, I thought that they played well overall I thought it was fun to watch the guards the guards aren't necessarily why they lost the game even though I mean you look at it and you know Joe didn't shoot the ball particularly well three of 12 um Jalen Harris was three of six oh of two from three-point range um you know you didn't you didn't shoot well enough from from the free throw line 14 to 20 obviously you'd like to that to be a little bit more of an uptick didn't shoot very well from in the second half nine of 26 34.6 percent that's that's not going to do it on the road, and, and uh, Indiana was much better in the second half. So um, they've got to find some help down low. Ethan Henderson, I think, you know, if he can add some bulk and, and make it where they're a little more comfortable with him, um, you know, it can be a guy that can help them next year. Reggie Chaney, they got to improve his free throw shooters, especially down low. I mean, Gafford, losing Gafford, you know, he was 59%, but Chaney and Osaboyan are worse free throw shooters than Gafford is, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. So what do you what are you thinking right now? Um, what's the possibilities in recruiting uh, for to get sure. to get some help? I mean, to me, I think that they could possibly take this team and be pretty decent next year, just based on what we've seen. If they play like they had these last two games, uh, in terms of their intensity defensively and things like that, but they've got to help have some help down low. Yeah, well, there's the bad news is there's not really a guy out there that that makes you go, hey, if they can just get that guy. Is you there know, a guy that can shoot free throws? Yeah, I think uh, – let me just run through some names. Real quick. Is there a guy Sean that won't Stiff. jack three-pointers? <laughs> we can only hope. But Sean Stith is a power forward out at Saddleback Community College, 6'8", 255. That's a really big guy, but obviously not as, as tall as you would like probably. So they're going to recruit him as a power forward. Obviously, we already know that he set an official visit for next weekend, this coming weekend. So, you know, he's got some offers from, like, the Mountain West, the Big Sky Conference. So Mm -hmm. you would like to think that Arkansas is already in the lead going into next weekend. And 
uh, well, they ought to be, you know. <laughs> so maybe uh, maybe that works out for you. That's a guy who averaged 16.7 rebounds a game. He was the co-player of the year in his JUCO conference this year. So uh, he shot 62% from the field, almost 30% from three, which is a step ahead of some of these guys currently jacking them up out there. And then Raymond Hawkins is still on the table. I forgot to mention Raymond. He's a mm-hmm. uh, the center at, at Finley Prep out there in Los or, uh, Nevada, and he's going to announce next Saturday, so a week from today, and he's got a top three going into next Saturday of Buffalo, Arkansas, and Arizona State. Now, I fully expect Buffalo to, to get him next week, but – Oh, you think so? He, he has promised Arkansas an official visit. Both so those teams made the commits, NCAA tournament. Yeah, and yeah. That's, that's a disadvantage, so – but even if he does commit to one of those others, and I, again, I think it's going to be Buffalo next week, I don't think it's over. I think you'll still get a chance to get him on campus, and, uh, and we'll see um, how that goes. Chris, Chris Harris is a four-star shooting guard out of Garland, Texas. He was recently released from his uh, national letter of intent at mm-hmm. A&M following their coaching change, obviously, so still in the ballgame there, just threw an offer at him, so... Obviously, a shooting guard is is not that's not going to address your biggest need going into next year. But he's on the table. Yeah, well, I think there are a few answers on this team. Also, as we mentioned with Ethan Henderson, and they're going to add some guys. But you know, Ethan can bulk up a little bit. He's got some offensive game. You know, Reggie Chaney can improve a little bit. He, he's starting to looks like maybe develop a bit of a jumper. Uh, I'm with you on that. Got to improve as a free throw shooter, obviously. He's kind of got funny mechanics when it comes to that. Like, he he doesn't – I don't know, something doesn't match up right. Uh, And Gabe Osaboyan spent a lot of time at the free throw line. And, I mean, I hate to say practice your threes, but if he's going to take threes, then start practicing threes. But And I like Gabe. I don't mean to harp on him because he does – I always say that Gabe Osaboyan is the guy in the one-on-one pick – or the – you know, just the pickup game that you don't want guarding you because he's elbows yeah. and he, play, he <laughs> takes defense way too seriously. He's a guy that tries to take a charge in a pickup game. You know, yeah. um, but I don't. I don't know. I, I just I don't understand the how he's allowed to shoot three pointers. I put that on Mike too. I mean, Mike should be telling him to stop shooting threes. And they're it's not like they're almost going in. There there's some ugly ones, you know. And I thought oh, it was man. probably he the threw worst one off thing off the side of the backboard yeah. today. I yeah. mean, it was probably so. the worst thing for him to have made one against Providence, you know. <laughs> and that one even, you know, just kind of rattled home. So, um yeah, yeah I mean, I, I hate to sound like I keep harping on Gabe and I don't like to put it on on the players a lot. I know I know it hurts them when they lose, but um, Gabe has a lot of qualities. It's just offense is not necessarily one of them, and I don't yeah. know that he should have been in the game there at the end. Um, we got baseball coming up, Danny. What do you think about baseball here in just a little bit? Well, you can't argue with what happened yesterday. Obviously, twelve to three win on the road in conference play. You're four and zero in conference play. Personally, I think you probably should have held on to that shutout last night. Yeah, comes in and late in the game, an Alabama guy comes in and kind of stinks up the joint a little bit yesterday. So he allowed three runs, didn't get the shutout. But Herstad, uh, Dominic Fletcher, Goodhart, and Kenley, I think they accounted for 11 of the 15 hits last night, if that's – I think that's right. And, of course, Nesbitt came in. He had a two-run shot late in the game. Um, all of that's good. And, and what makes it even better is we haven't even mentioned Casey Martin. 
You know, I think he's one of 17, uh, one of his last 17 at bats. So when they're struggling with Casey Martin, when he's struggling and they're still able to put up, you know, 15 hits, 12 runs and a road conference game against anybody, uh, I think they're going to be okay with that. And of course, you got to mention Isaiah Campbell, another strong outing last night. Christian Franklin, what he did defensively last night was really impressive. So, Got to go win this one or, uh, you know, at least come away with two of three. Uh, I think they're capable of sweeping Alabama, and they, mm. they probably ought to go ahead and do it. Yeah. I want to remind everybody, first of all, we're talking with Danny West here at hogsports.com. I want to remind everybody there's multiple ways to listen to this show. Obviously, this is Facebook Live. It's also going to be on YouTube. You can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. So a number of ways to listen to the show. I want to go ahead and encourage everybody, if you haven't thrown us a like, Go ahead and throw us a thumbs up here, uh, comment, follow, share, all of those things. If you're listening via podcast, throw us five stars and subscribe to the content, the Hog Sports channel, and um, that will help us get our message out. I want to go to a couple of questions here for you, Danny. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll read over comments and see what we got. Um, Mark Osbrook says Mike has got to go. Uh, Austin Gibson asks, if Mike, does Mike stay or go? And to be honest, I, I kind of lean towards him staying right now. I just think there's – That's how it feels. Yeah, there, it just feels that way. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I thought somebody brought up a good comment on on the on hogsports.com on the Razor's Edge message board. Uh, if Mike weren't tied to the 94 National Championship, do you think he'd have – do you think he'd have this uh, long? I think there is there is a bit of sentimental value attached to him. Sure. Yeah, he's uh, – you know, as Arkansas people would say, he's our guy, you mm-hmm. know. You you kind of stick around with some of those guys at times, even yeah. to a fault, you I mean, know. So look at there what, is something to that. I think. Look at what's going on around the SEC right now. If you look at the landscape of the coaching changes and stuff that are happening, you really don't have a whole lot nationally. It's UCLA, Washington State. There may be some more come about, but as far as the big jobs, not a whole lot of, of changeover right now. But in the SEC, you know, there's obviously talk yeah. about. Uh, Avery Johnson at Alabama and you know Avery didn't ever really you know there were 2018 wins every year never really were getting over the hump um, Bryce Drew I thought deservedly was fired I mean you can't go 0 and 18 0 and 19 with the with the SEC game in your conference in any year you know especially not year three and I don't care if Michael Jordan was hurt at the beginning of the year and I know they lost a five-star guard but I mean, come on, man! You gotta, you gotta win a game here and there. Um, yeah. LSU obviously probably going to have a change there with Will Wade, unless something, you know, totally out of the blue comes up about that. Um, and Texas A&M fired Billy Kennedy. That's the one. Yeah, that's the one right there that is really driving Arkansas people nuts. You know, because they're sitting there looking, kind of projecting a little bit. Okay, you start putting the pieces together. Who's the first name A and M's going to go after? It's Buzz Williams. Who yeah. a lot of Arkansas people for years, eight, eight people, years ago. Yeah. People, yeah, people wanted Buzz Williams eight years ago, and. A&M will open the pocket, but here's the deal. Everybody's going to pay 2 to $3 million for a coach, most sure. likely. I mean, somebody yeah. A&M, if they find the right guy, you know, kind of like in football, they'll probably open up the pocketbook. But here's the deal with Billy Kennedy. He didn't do what his predecessors did. You know, his predecessors, Gillespie and Turgeron, they went to six straight NCAA tournament appearances, you know. And Kennedy, I don't think, did as good a job at Texas A&M as Mike Anderson has done at Arkansas. People That may shock some people. And I don't, I'm not saying it's overwhelming, but aside from going to two Sweet 16s, which Texas A&M did do, uh, I don't think that he did as much overall during the regular seasons as Anderson did. 
But he did have seven years there, and I know that's something that Arkansas fans are kind of comparing. I'm not saying that Anderson should stay or should go. Uh, I'll reiterate what my sources have said. It's going to be up to Hunter Juracek. There is a lot of discussion about changeover with assistant coaches. Uh, but, yeah, it's going to be an interesting – it's going to be interesting to see, but my gut tells me right now that there's not going to be a change that Anderson will get another year. Um, so let's see here, Danny. We want to go over a couple of these questions. Again, a lot of comments about Anderson. Um, who's coming to help this team? I think we answered that, Craig, for you. Who's possibility anyway? Uh, James David Root says, why does Gabe play so much? Horrible free throws, lacks urgency and attention, no shooting. Um, yeah, I feel like we're covering what the uh, the Razorback fan base wants. <laughs> young team did a great job this year. Um, they are a young team. I mean, you have to you have to take into account that they're young in a lot of ways because Anderson put them in this situation. You know, it is year eight again. Miss um, D says UH great UH coach is a great choice. Arkansas AD, good friends. Um, uh, yeah, that, he's that, like 60, 65 years old or yeah. something. Is that the guy, guy that you want to start things off? You know, most of – you know, you were talking with Houston, Danny, Houston Nutt, and, you know, he always expressed regret that he didn't take a job, you know, soon after. Yeah. He was like yeah. by Ole Miss. And you got all these search firms and stuff out there, and they want a young guy. They're, they're out there to hire the next big up-and-coming guy. So, um, yeah, I, I think – you know, whoever they would bring in would probably be a little bit younger, but 65 yeah, is a little bit older. Yeah, uh, man, I, I look around right now, and I think they would have to go with an up-and-comer, you know, like the Buffalo, Nevada guy, somebody like that. I don't think – I don't know that I would say I, the Buffalo – I don't think Oates is an up-and-comer. I mean, he has – Buffalo is a six seed. Sure. He's been getting it done there. I mean, I know he's technically at a mid-major, but um, I don't know. I don't look at that the same. I think he's a hot name but right now. My point is, I'm not sure if you could even go get a Buzz Williams right now, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think it would have to take a lot of money, a yeah. lot of money. Well, here's I mean, a, he's, he's established that program by himself out there. Yeah. Here's they're the, paying him well, too. Yeah, they are. Here's the deal. In, in the SEC, everybody's getting 2 to $3 million, except for yeah. Calipari. You know, if you look at uh, Kansas – you know, self is going to get is getting seven upwards of seven million. Calipari is getting upwards of seven million. If you expect to have Kansas, Kentucky type results, you got to pay for it. You know, you gotta pay. and <laughs> do we want to sit here and watch what, Arkansas? What do you, you recommend in there, Trey? Well, who, I'm who do just, they need to pay <laughs> <laughs> the coach. I, what oh, I'm okay, saying okay. is, you know, do we want to? If Arkansas were to make a change, do we want to see them go out after an up and coming? Comer, or do you want to finally see them go after a guy that has proven Arkansas hasn't done anything notable in 24 years, 24 years since they went to a sweet 16 and they've had a few good seasons. I mean, they won 22 games, 26 games, 27 games, and I think 23 games in different years with Mike Anderson, maybe it was 24, uh, but they haven't advanced in the NCAA tournament. And to me, when I talk about like reaching fan expectations at Arkansas, it's, putting together a great regular season, 24-plus wins, something like that, uh, and making a little bit of noise in the NCAA tournament by at least getting to the Sweet 16. Um, John, James David Root wants to know, why does Adriel Bailey play so much? And I think it's really a lack of bodies right there, but he makes a good point too. Adrio hasn't provided just a whole lot, and I'm not saying he shouldn't play, yeah. but uh, what's his stat line here? Uh, Bailey, where are you at? Eight points, three of eight, 
two of two, four rebounds. I mean, not awful. 29 minutes, though. I mean, yeah, I mean, Bailey, he, he's got that. He's got a shot that – Missed a wide-open layup there. Trey. He did. Oh, he did. There's no question he did. He uh, he has a shot. You almost wish you could combine those guys a little bit. You know, Adrio has that, you know, 13, 15-footer that he can that he can knock down fairly consistently. Um, you know, combine Gabe Osaboyan's defense and Reggie Chaney's, you know, presence around the basket – or uh, yeah, presence around the basket, and maybe you, you got a player there. I th- I still think Cheney has a chance to really take things to the next level um, next year. He just needs he needs to become a better free throw shooter. Uh, and there are even you know there's all kinds of rumors about players leaving and stuff. And I don't know that I'm I'm totally. But I mean, players are going to leave. Forty percent of college basketball players transfer out. Um, Jeremy Brighton says, I've been aggravated by the team a lot this year and at one point even joined the Fire Mac contingency, but I honestly think he should get one more year. I kind of feel like there is a segment of fans that felt that way at the after the Florida game and maybe have changed their mind a little bit with the NIT, even you know, whether you should take one game away or not. I thought that this game was a high-intensity game where both teams desperately wanted to win. Oh, they got after it, yeah. Yeah. I don't think this was a situation where Arkansas acted like they didn't want to be there. You know, I felt like they were fighting for something, which makes me think, you know, there's that whole idea that, well, they quit on Mike. You know, they they want change and stuff. I don't know that they would be fighting like that if if that were the case. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'll tell you, man – when you when you look outside the state of Arkansas and look at the bordering states, I think a lot of that is playing in right here. I mean, what Oklahoma's been able to do under yeah. Lon Kruger, um, maybe LSU is a bad example based on everything they've got going on with Will Wade, but mm-hmm. uh, Ole Miss made the tournament, Mississippi State, uh, and of course we mentioned A&M, and I would guess they're probably going to go after Buzz Williams, and, and if they do and they get their guy because he's from that area, yeah. look out. I oh, mean, yeah. they're always going to get the talent. So, man, I I feel their pain, man. I would hate it's to hate just, Buzz Williams because I like him. I know. He's I like such him a good so guy. much. Why do I like that yeah. guy? Why does everybody like that? It's not like he's like just made this huge run in the NCAA tournament at you know Marquette or Virginia Tech, you know. But, well, if you've heard his story, oh, I know, you know he's got I he's got an amazing story. To. Yeah, I love his charity. I mean, um, it's an it's an amazing story, and you know, you never get the sense that he's not giving it everything he's got. He just comes off kind of as a workaholic, and you know, a guy that stays yeah. up with it when it comes to basketball. You know, he's he's done a couple of things there where you know, in the middle of a game, he goes over and grabs the microphone and, and tells the students to stop cussing. You know, at the yeah. refs, uh, yeah. and the video of him making his players stand up and how to, oh, how to yeah. act during the national anthem. I mean, thank you, Buzz. Man, you that was fantastic. Over. Yeah, that that's been uh-huh. that was before all the kneeling and all that stuff was taking oh, yeah. place. It was before that, um, you know, we don't sway. We, you know, we stand at attention. You know, I thought that was a great breakdown by him about, you know, how to show respect for the flag and, um, you know, the uh, servicemen and everybody that give us what we what we have here. Um, it's yeah. hard not to like that guy, but I tell you what, if he was wearing maroon over at Texas A and M, I think people people would find a way. Um, yeah, let's yeah. see. Find a way to hate him. Josh Doherty says they played hard, just inconsistent down the stretch. With you on Gabe shooting threes. Um, why aren't we going to the grad transfer from UALR? Says Josh. 
Anthony. That's another thing, man. Yeah. You know, maybe they, they, they've, they've put themselves in a position now to where they kind of have to get lucky mm-hmm. a little bit. You know, with this Juco guy coming in, I'm sure he's a good player, but his offers are Big Sky, Mountain West. You know, that doesn't excite people. So maybe you could work yourself into a transfer at some point. I do you, don't know, but do you feel you're like, kind of banking on that now. Do you feel like they're a little bit behind in terms of seeking a replacement for Gafford? I mean, here we are. It just feels like it was like late. It's kind of like, oh, Gafford may go pro. We got to get in on some big guys, you know, because yeah, there was a, a while a where it was like they're going to bring in one guy. And now you're talking about like three or four guys coming in. Um, yeah, it just feels like they're late to the party, and I don't know. It, I don't. I don't and, understand. And that. they had a year to to expect it. I mean, nobody yeah. expected more nobody. than two years out of Gafford. Sure, they knew it. So I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Brooks Brooks says, here we go with Mike needs to go. If Mike leaves, then there goes your team. Those guys will transfer. I mean, no matter what happens, whenever you make a coaching change, you're going to have that. You're going to have transfers anyway, as we mentioned, 40% of basketball players um, uh, leave. Doug Guns Gain says, if Gabe Osavoy shoots another three, why is Mike letting – why does Mike think it's okay for these shooters? He's open. You know, Mike kind of got on to a reporter – um, a while back about Gabe shooting threes, and I agree with the reporter. I mean, there. It, I was talking to somebody who had it broken down. I don't have the stats in front of me, but it's it's a pretty bad statistic after Gabe shoots a three-pointer, you know, what happens after that. And we saw that, uh, you know, six minutes, 58 seconds without a field goal. Um, yeah. Some some will if we don't make a change like Chaney. There has been, like, smoke people talking about Chaney's might leave, but I don't understand why Chaney wasn't in the game at the end. Um, I want to remind everybody, go ahead and throw us a thumbs up if you have not done so yet. And uh, be sure to like, follow the page, share the video with others. If you're listening on podcasts, throw us five stars. Throw us five stars. That helps us get our message out there. Subscribe to the page. As I mentioned earlier, you can follow us. You can watch us on Facebook Live. Uh, you can watch us on YouTube. I'll upload it to YouTube after this. Uh, we'll be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Just go to the Hog Sports. Just search for Hog Sports on any of those channels, and it'll come up. And go ahead and subscribe. Uh, Danny, you want to keep talking basketball, or you want to change gears a little bit? You want to talk a little spring football for a minute? Yeah, I'm down for whatever, man. So, you just tell me. Well, spring uh... football picks up again here. Uh, Sunday, the players report. Tuesday, they hold their eighth practice. Uh, I think – I've said before, I think things are – there's a different rhythm, a different energy out there to spring football. I wish I could watch a little bit more of it. It's been obviously hard on me because, you know, we feel like we can separate ourselves from our coverage a little bit uh, with the more exposure that we get to spring football. But uh, what are you, what has been your thoughts so far? I, I personally – I came out with a breakdown the other day why Arkansas can get to a bowl game next year, and I think it starts with the quarterback room. Uh, I think it starts with – you know, having some new blood up there on the offensive line. Um, not anything against the seniors, but uh, I just think some new blood is a good thing. Most of the roster in August will be Chad Morris players. I think 55.6% of the roster, if nobody else, if nothing changes from now and then, uh, they'll be uh, Chad Morris players. I, I think they're uh, – and playmakers, obviously a huge difference with playmakers. And there's plenty of reasons why they might not, you know, uh, depth at linebacker, young in the secondary – um, you know, things like that. But uh, I think that they uh, – I think they've done a great job of adding the right pieces. And it starts with quarterback. I mean, having two guys like sure. 
Ben Hicks and Nick Starkle competing for the quarterback job and those freshmen being a year older now, uh, that's going to make a huge difference. Yeah, you start to like the pieces that they've put together there, but I'm still most curious about the offensive line because this is the time of year where you've got to start getting it right. I hate when a team goes into fall camp. You can tell a lot about how a team's going to do in the season. Mm -hmm. If they go into fall camp and they're still kind of shuffling guys on the offensive line and still trying to figure out, you know, who's the best five. Now, maybe the first week, 10 days into fall camp, but, boy, when you get up towards game week and you're still doing that, that's always, always a sign that it's it's about to get ugly. Yeah. I don't know. I think they've got enough guys now that they've they've finally got an opportunity to start figuring that out in spring as opposed to, you know, banking on guys figuring it out for themselves in, mm-hmm. in fall camp. So, uh, you know, you get Noah Gatlin back from sickness, injury, whatever he's been dealing with. And, um, you know, I think he's a really big key, man. I, I don't know about everybody else, but when I watched him in those four games last year or whatever it was – I was always impressed with him. He's just got the look to mm-hmm. me. I think he's uh, he showed some things as a, as a true freshman last year. I think they can build on, and uh, he would be your right tackle. So that would leave some guys. Myron Cunningham is a guy they keep talking about, really high on him at the left side. Yeah. And then what do you, what do you do with Enwana? Uh, you know, uh, yeah. is he a guard? What's what's how's he's that going to shake out? But yeah, I, I think, think he's, he's got to be. I mean, I think it just it makes sense. You know, I think it. You can build some competition. You you cross-train Clinton at guard and center. Of course, he's out right now. But uh, Clinton can play center, I think. And there, it's, it's not like Clary has you know set the world on fire at center. He needs somebody to push him, and there's not anybody really. I don't know that Silas Robinson is quite there yet to be able to push him, but Clinton is. And to me, your ideal starting five, I think Myron Cunningham emerges at left tackle. Noah Gatlin, uh-huh. I think, is a solid option at right tackle. So – and then you've got, you know, Dalton Wagner and um, and Colton Jackson. Colton. They're, they're pushing, and Colton has needed to be pushed because nobody's really pushed him in a couple of years. Uh, yeah. you, you got Clinton and Ty Clary, you know, battling at center, and I think Clinton could take that spot and then want to eventually be your guard. I think Nwana is more likely to be a guard than a tackle uh, based on what you've got at tackle. And then Austin Caps, you'd hope he's, uh, you know, a year along is going to benefit him greatly. So, um I got if this. they could just get that right, Trey, if they I could know. just figure out that offensive line, I think there are pieces to yeah. you know to finally start getting that offense going. Yeah. Uh, anything you want to add on recruiting, Danny? We're going to wrap it up here in a second, but uh, I know people want to hear about football recruiting. It wouldn't be right to have you on here without without a little football recruiting sure. discussion. Actually, uh, actually had some quite a few uh, big pieces of news the last uh, 24 hours or so. You've got some big-time guys. Starting to trim down their list. Must be something in the in the spring break water this week. But you saw uh, four-star cornerback safety, Miles Slusher. He cut it down to 10 last night. Arkansas still alive there. Uh, four-star cornerback Ryan Watts. Hey, Slusher, real quick, Danny. Slusher left out OU, right? Yeah, but they haven't offered. He's uh, And understandably so, he's a little bit salty at him. I, I yeah. get it. Is it too late Why for not? him? Are they out? Probably probably but you know oklahoma they like to sneak in there around december and offer a guy and try to make up and, yeah uh, i'm not sure that's going to work with this one yeah uh, miles he's got there's, a been some com- there's been some comments from miles yeah, yeah. once you go public and make yeah. public comments like that yeah the writing's on the wall there i think but ryan watts cut it to 10 uh, a cornerback out of little elm texas mm. he of course has already set his official visit here 
for May 3rd through the 5th. So no surprise that they made the cut for, for Ryan. They were the second team in there to offer him behind Illinois State. So keep an eye on that one. Mark Smith is working him really hard. Uh, tight end Brandon Frazier cut it to eight. No surprise there. Arkansas made the cut. He'll be back for an official. And then probably the biggest one was uh, Prince Dorba, uh, the defensive end outside linebacker. I forget his hometown. I apologize. Mm-hmm. But he's a kid out of Texas. He cut it to five. Uh, Arkansas, LSU, Oklahoma, he's Texas, time. and Oklahoma State. Oh, yeah, he's stud now. Yeah. And uh, I think Texas is probably going to be really tough to beat. But, um, hey, good to make his top five. That, that yeah. probably assures you of an official visit, so you never know. All right. Well, I appreciate that information, Danny. We don't want to bleed into baseball. Baseball coming up here in a second. So we're going to go ahead and sign off. And, um, yeah, I want to remind everybody one more time, if you haven't thrown us that thumbs up, go ahead and throw us the thumbs up. If you're listening on podcast, uh, then be sure to throw us five stars, subscribe to the channel. Again, you can just search that, Hog Sports, H-A-W-G Sports. Um, but be sure to follow the page, share the video with others. If you think people might like this content, be sure to share. But uh, um, I think that'll pretty much do it. Hog Baseball here starting in about 10 minutes for us. Uh, for Danny West, this has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time.